Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Screw It, Let's Do This podcast. We're your hosts, Trace and Shelby. And today's episode one. So this is pretty intense, Shelby. Episode one. The lights, the camera, the sign that we artistically created. I mean, if you're watching the video, you'll see we have a super artistic set starting with Mm -hmm. our Screw It, Let's Do This sign, which I think embodies what this podcast kind of came from the idea the name so I say before we get into some fun topics to talk through let's talk about the name where did it come from so we had a pretty tough time (laughs) a super super tough to call it I'm looking at a whiteboard right now with like 25 it's like right there yeah it has like 25 names and we could not think of it originally we wanted to do shoot your shot but that's, That's everyone under the sun has that. Yeah, and it's all basketball stuff. So, and we were gonna put a little basketball hoop, <laughs> our basketball photos from when we were young. Yeah, because we just thought, like, you know, we this podcast is about taking your shot, and you know, screw it, let's just do it. Like, you don't have to have all the pieces put together. Mm-hmm. We just, never do. Yeah, just like I mean, even the sign. We're like, whoa, should we get a neon sign? And it's like, or we could get a whiteboard. <laughs> And, <laughs> and right on yeah, it. Yeah, and right on it. That took actually four to five times. So it that's did. four to five times longer than I expected. Yeah. So Shelby, what does screw it, let's do this mean to you? So to me, I never have all of the pieces put together when I'm doing something. I'm not much of a planner, you know, you know. Which well, and I know, but for people that don't know you personally and they yeah. see that you've had a business for four years now, yeah. you've been self-employed People completely. wouldn't know, yeah. I don't think. No. But for me, where I'm starting off and where I started my business, I didn't have enough money. I didn't have fo- the following. I didn't have all these things, but I knew I wanted to do it. So I just did it and I pretended like I had all the you you know yeah I'll share a story so when I um first started I sold on Instagram everything which and we should give a little background for the people that maybe aren't local or have like tried your stuff what's your current business well you have a couple but what's your current business my baby baby my first business is Mickey's Bakes so it's a bakery located in Madison currently but we're building out our bakery now which you saw Mm -hmm. um and super excited for that but um, so I started that four years ago and, you know, I had no, no following obviously at first. Um, but, and I sold on Instagram. I didn't have anywhere to sell out of other than my parents' house. And, um, I would pretend that I would sell out in a day. I'd be like, oh my God, thanks so much for all of your <laughs> orders. Like, oh my word, I can't even keep up. I had one order from the lady across the street who felt bad for me. <laughs> Jessica. Thank you, Jessica. I love you, Jessica. That's truly what it was. And then eventually, I don't know, people probably were like, oh, look, this girl's selling out. She keeps selling out. Well, (laughs) and then eventually I did. And that's like how I go about everything because, I mean, how else are you going to start? You're not going to have anyone following you. If you really want to do it, then just screw screw it. (laughs) (laughs) So that. that was a very long answer. What does screw it, let's do this mean to you? I would say the biggest screw, screw it, like, let's do this moment was, all right, so like many people that have the journey of entrepreneurship, I came from a corporate job. I hated my life. Mm -hmm. Me and Shelby, we have a very similar story in this way. 
So I came from a big tech company, absolutely burned out, hated my life. I really, you know, I wanted to have my stuff together before I left, you know, have a job lined up. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people at this company, they didn't have jobs. They all kind of said, screw it, I'm leaving and I am traveling the world or I'm taking a break and doing kind of a fun job. Mm -hmm. So eventually I got to my wits end at this job. I put in a notice, didn't have any plans afterwards. I, it was, you know, just kind of like a screw it moment. I, I'm done. I wasn't like a rage quit, but I'm like, okay, I'm done here. <laughs> so then a few weeks after I had quit, the pandemic happened. And then you start to think like, crap, what am I doing with my life? What, Which like, what? It was three years ago. Yeah. So it was like three years ago. Almost to the day. Almost. It's it a came little up bit on my Snapchat. Yeah. I remember. Oh, yes. April 1st was my first day into, I guess you could say, fun employment because that's when I didn't have a job lined up and it was a pandemic. Actually, I don't even want to say the word pandemic. Panini. We'll call it the panini. panini. Yeah, the panini. <laughs> Anyways, so then a few weeks into it, I, I was just thinking, what am I going to do with my life, my time, every job? I was going to go back to the corporate world and... You planned on it? I 100% planned on oh, it. I didn't my know goodbye email at my last job was, thanks everyone, I'm going to be in Madison for the summer, but then I'll be going back to Milwaukee to get, you know, get another job. That I forgot that I even put that, but then I found the old email because I have it saved in my inbox. Oh, wow. My personal inbox. But anyways, so then I, eventually months later, a couple months later, I decided to start a charcuterie board business. Never made a charcuterie board in my life. How do you decide <laughs> to do that? Because I saw trends in other states of people doing it, reached out. They said it was going really well. I didn't even know what really well meant, but mm -hmm. it sounded good. I was like, wow, this should be, this is going to be so easy. I'm just going to order a bunch of supplies. So I ordered $500 worth of supplies off Amazon and I opened up a business bank account, moved $3,000 over. And I remember going to the bank, opening my bank account. They're like, what's the name of the business? And my business is called Tricky Foods. So I said Tricky Foods and it wasn't confident like that. I was like, oh, it's just tricky, tricky foods. <laughs> <laughs> because it felt so embarrassing to say it didn't feel real, you know, to say that. So that was a big screw it. Let's do this moment. I didn't have any, I guess, credentials to start a business. And then, yeah, that's that was like a big screw it. Let's do it moment. And I feel like I have that mentality basically in everything we do. I mean, we come up with ideas all the time and we're like, mm. Screw it. Let's just, let's just try. <laughs> Which, I mean, that kind of happened this past weekend with something fun that happened. Should we get into our past weekend? I think so. Yeah, let's. Joe Gatto. Joe Gatto from Impractical If you guys Jokers. don't know who that is, um, he was one of the Jokers on Impractical Jokers, which I, what, I don't know, it ended a couple years ago, I think. Like being on TV, I think. I mean, reruns are for days. I, I don't know. But it was like um, 10 years or something of shows. Like they have so many episodes. So. <laughs> this is a Shelby thing. Okay. This is. Okay. This is embodies who Shelby is. So what happened was, and I've done this many a time. So I will see that someone is coming to town, usually that I follow or that I like or know. I'm not going to reach out to someone who like I don't know. Um, and I think, okay, well. They'd probably like cookies. Oh, who doesn't? So I DM them on Instagram. Of course. And this Always. is what I did with Joe. And Joe has 2 million followers. So did you expect a response? Absolutely not. Of course. He responded yeah. within an hour, mm -hmm. like right away. Mm -hmm. um, and I was like, hey, do you want some sweets? He responded with indeed, period. And I was like, is he mad? Like, <laughs> I didn't know. But I didn't. I don't think I told you that. No. I had no idea. Um, and then I was like, okay, cool. Like, let's meet up. Like, I can bring you something. And he's like, sounds great. Like, then he kind of warmed up. He's yeah. like, sounds great. Like, I'll connect you with my tour manager. 
So then I tell Teresa about it. And she's like, well, she tells me that he gave her free tickets. And I was like, he did. He did. I want in on that. And I'll offer him a charcuterie board since I know he's responsive. So now she at this point, she has tickets. She's bringing him cookies. I get in touch with him. He responds really quickly. His manager gives me uh, well, he texts me and then gives me a call. And we have a coordinated where we're both getting tickets. We're both going to the show. So he gets his goods. We go to the show. And while we're at the show. Well, before the show, we met his tour manager. Super nice guy, about the same age Got as us. Free merch, free all merch. This stuff. Oh, I wish Nico. we had our Joe shirts right I now. Oh, we forgot. <laughs> Shout out to Nico. <laughs> Loved him. We love Nico. And then he texted us during the show and was like, "Hey, you guys, don't leave." He called us sweethearts. I that know. really felt good. <laughs> so he's like, "Don't leave. Um, we're gonna have an after party, and we can probably get you in." So and my after party mind is like. I was so excited. I know. <laughs> and Shelby and I, I live for an after party. I know. There's been so many moments where Shelby drops off cookies for people and we almost get invited to after parties or we almost hang we, out with them. We like kind of get invited. Yes. And then it's like, oh. Yeah, it trickles oh. off. So we didn't have our hopes <laughs> super high. But eventually he's like, yep, meet us at this location. He brings us up. We go to the room. It's just Joe. And three or four other people, we're yeah. up there for over an hour. We're hanging out. We're having a couple glasses of wine. There's like 20 tr- bu- like so plates much of food. food. And it was just— Therese put a pretzel wrapped <laughs> in a blanket or in a, in a— In a napkin. In a huge napkin in my purse. And I found it two days later. I didn't know it was in there. It was a Saturday. <laughs> I wasn't sure I'm not checking hungry. my bag we'll on be, a Saturday. Yeah, so we— we'll There's be, salt pieces in my bag. You want to pick them out? Because I have that bag. Well, I'll help you with that. Mm. I'll help you with that. Mm. But yeah, so when we ended up leaving, someone on Joe's tour was like, let's go to a bar. So we're like, okay, yeah, let's go to a bar. We ended up being out till 3 a.m. with the well, it was Joe two team. Well, when the bar closed. Yeah. Daylight and savings. And then daylight savings, the clock turned to 3, and I was like, oh, this ain't good. Yeah. But I mean, that was that was it wild. was so fun. Oh, that was so fun. And the reason why, well, we're gonna have to get into our friendship in a second. But mm-hmm. that's one of the reasons. And Shelby already knows this, so that's one of the reasons I love hanging out with Shelby. Trying to make me cry? I will try to make <laughs> you cry. Someone caught an onion. Someone caught an <laughs> onion. Uh, but it's one of the reasons I like hanging out with her because she constantly just has that screw it, we're going after it type of mentality where. Most people would be like, okay, these people aren't going to respond. And then mm-hmm. she gets herself, she gets herself and then me also in these fun situations where it's like, okay, well, yeah, maybe she got denied by nine other people that didn't respond. But like, if you just keep trying, one in every 10, 20 are bound to be a yes, which is why I love that you, that it's not just a one-time mentality. It's a lifestyle to consistently say, I it's don't. so fun. Yeah. <laughs> like, why would you not? Yeah. I've always done that. I mean, I did it with probably a thousand followers and no one ever responded to me. But why not? Yeah. Keep on shooting it. Keep yeah. on going. Keep on shooting that shot. <laughs> Which, show me your shot. Uh, Shelby was on the uh, high school basketball team, so maybe she should show you the shot. Wait, no, I want to see what you do. <laughs> well, my thing is I like to throw it. Imagine like a chuck. No, you do not. Yeah. Didn't you play? Uh, on the homeschool, not oh the homeschool league, but after homeschool classes with some of the kids at church, we would play Thunder and Lightning. And so... Thunder and Lightning? Yeah. Thunder. You mean Lightning? No, we called it... There's an, another version called Thunder. We'll talk about that a different oh. time. It's very fun. But, yeah. <gasps> <laughs> Anyways, I think another... Well, not even I think. I know another really interesting story that a lot of people ask us about is... 
well, of course we have our independent businesses. We're like best friends in business and personally. Yes. So a lot of people get us confused. <laughs> they do. And they'll call me being like, hey, I'm here to pick up a Miggy's like cake. I can't get a hold of Shelby. I'm like, well, I don't work for her or with her, but I know how to get a hold of her through her boyfriend or her family <laughs> or something. So we work really closely together. But I mean, this we met on Instagram three years ago, which... It was three? Three. Actually, our friend anniversary is August, and I'd love to have a Is party. it the third anniversary in August? Yeah. The third anniversary wow. is in August, which, I mean, when you throw the panini in there, time didn't exist. So yeah. it feels like forever. But the story of our friendship, let's talk about that because, one, we met during the panini. We That's met crazy. On, I don't even, like, remember that. I know. Well, I do. I vividly remember you coming to my house, though. I know. And I thought you were like... We'll talk about that. <laughs> We we decided we we're going to talk about our origin stories of how we met each other, and I'm going to give my point of view and Shogi, and I I have no idea. She's never. Told I think me. we have very different ideas of what oh, happened. Gosh, we have different lenses. I know. Well, tis the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who wants to go first? Then I'll go first. I'm because I've actually, heard yours. Yeah, she. But knows I don't me. know if you've heard mine. Have you oh, heard mine? No, but I'm excited to give you my reaction. I am going to object if I disagree. <laughs> okay. I should get you like a little. Yeah. I object. <laughs> okay. <sighs> it was a warm August day. The wind was blowing. <laughs> the trauma. I, I truly, I don't remember, but I do remember it was in the summer. And this girl reaches out to me on Instagram and. The girl being me. <laughs> <laughs> that one right there. Um, reaches out to me and. It's like, hey, hey. okay, this wasn't a voice memo. (laughs) I said, hey, comma. (laughs) Oh my God, we should look it up. We'll look it up. I have a screenshot and I I have a screenshot recently. I went all the way back through thousands of messages. That's so funny. uh, Hey, um, my name's Therese Merkel. Um, uh, I, <laughs> I'm I rolling own, my eyes. I own Tricky Foods and I just started and I've never made a charcuterie board. I did not. <laughs> okay. Um, but she doesn't like to bake and I don't like to cook, but I love to bake. So whatever. So she reaches out and she's like, hey, I have a charcuterie business. Um, I'm looking for desserts for like a charcuterie box. I think you were doing s'more boxes yes. is what you reached out yes. for. So you're like, oh, I really shot cookies. I really shot. Like I just said, I don't care what this girl thinks. I said, hi, I'm Therese. Want to collab? This is my idea. So <laughs> anyways, this is So I was like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like that sounds cool. Whatever. Um, and you came, you were like, yeah, can I pick up the cookies or whatever? So you come over to my house, my parents' house where I was living at the time. Um, and loser. <laughs> She comes over to my parents' house and she cuts out of her car and I'm like, oh God, I gotta go girl greet this little munchkin. Cause you don't realize five foot how tiny she is. You are tiny. I like forget until we take pictures together how small you are. So she I've comes got that up, big personality. She does. It's a lot in a little little tiny package. So then um she walks up and we're outside talking for a while and I just plan on handing it to this girl and being like, peace out. But nope. She doesn't work that way. So we chit chat for a while and I don't have, I remember I didn't have shoes on and we were just standing in the driveway. I just remember like thinking like, who is this little girl? (laughs) I swear. Like that's what I remember. And I remember it being hot and I didn't have shoes. Yeah. We talked for an hour. 
Yeah. And then I went upstairs and my mom was like, who was that? She was watching <laughs> from upstairs. I'm like, I don't know. Are you serious? So you didn't think we would be friends like for life after no, that? No. Okay. See, I was on a prowl. But is that the end of your story? I want to let you like- I think so. Yeah. I did not foresee us like continuing to be friends. Okay. So- That sounds mean. Yeah. And you want to know what? <laughs> Everyone, you just, you got to, you got to make the first move and the follow through and the persistency. And we'll hit on that in a different- podcast uh-huh. about making the first move mm-hmm. because I realized everything that and I could cry but I won't everything that <laughs> you probably will everything that I love in my life right now all the best things in my life are not things that came to me I went after them mm-hmm. my business a cre- a complete career change my best friends my boyfriend yes I made the first move <laughs> ladies going after it <laughs> okay so my my ter- my turn uh-huh. so I had just started my business in April, uh, or technically was June. It April? April is when I entered fun Quit. employment yeah. and was, I guess you could say, recovering from burnout, mm-hmm. kind of coming up with ideas. And June is when I really sold, that's when I sold my first board, June 1st, my first charcuterie board. I found Shelby in August because anytime someone reached out to me, they're like, and they had any request, I would bend over backwards for anyone. Oh, you want a helium balloon? Sure, I'll buy a helium I used tank. To, I know. Yeah, I just bent over backwards for anyone in the business. And some one person was like, "Can you add on this? Can you add on that? Can you add on cookies?" I said, "Perfect. I'll bake my own cookies so I can make an extra ten dollars for myself." And so I baked cookies, and oh, the anxiety of is this cookie done? Is it raw? My family's really good at baking, and I'm not. And they turned out good, but I had no joy. What I, kind I, was it? It was a, um, what is it, Oreo? It's probably still in the freezer. No, but that's a great thought. My sister made me for Christmas these like cookie kits. So it had all the ingredients already mixed in. I just had to add like eggs and I don't know, a liquid. And so I remember I longboarded all the way to pick and save to pick up the ingredients because I was like, I need to make this fun. Like I need to get myself amped up. It was in the middle of summer. I made the cookies. Oh, I hated my life. I instantly, I posted on Instagram, hey, people are starting to ask for sweet add-ons. Does anyone have any idea of any bakers? Okay. So I wasn't super familiar with Madison, the city that we're in at that point, because when I worked at my last job, I was traveling so much. I never spent any time in in Madison. So I didn't know of any bakers. Mm -hmm. And someone tagged you and they said, you and Maggie's bakes would make beautiful babies. I'm like, what in the... F does this mean? <laughs> I go to her page and and one, you were like, yeah, I, instantly yes. But also, she had four thousand followers. I had a thousand or two thousand, so I was almost starstruck because that that felt like a lot. I mean, it is a lot to get that. It takes a long time. So I'm I'm like, okay, this girl's stuff looks really good. I thought she was an old woman because who has a baking <laughs> business? You know, I think that's my favorite part. Because <laughs> at the time, like, I didn't she ever did, post yeah. my face. Like, I used to be nervous, but now I'll go on. With my alfalfa sprout. And I just, I <laughs> literally don't care what I look like anymore. Yeah. Well, and she never posted, you never posted your face. I used to face. not ever post myself. Well, and I dug up some stuff on you. I tried to find some stuff on you. And I saw that she was this. Dug through my files? Yeah. I went through her Insta or her Facebook or something. I saw we had a mutual friend or two maybe. Mm. And she's this very fair skinned, tall. You always pull out the skin. <laughs> she's extremely Norwegian. <laughs> and tall also. Yes. I'm tall, blonde. Yeah, we're hollow. Five seven. Oh, holy cow! Basketball. That's why you played basketball. Oh, I was short. Five seven is tall. But anyways, I thought I, I was getting vanilla vibes because she's this tall white girl. What vibes? That 
vanilla. <laughs> Can you <laughs> elaborate? Yeah, yeah. I'll go into it. So I'm like, okay, she's this wholesome, fair-skinned girl that loves to bake in her free time <laughs> and lives at her parents' house. Like, how nice. What a nerd. I, <laughs> I didn't think it was weird. I just thought, like, I, I didn't think— Did you? You can say it. No, I didn't think you were weird. I mean, you had 4,000 followers, so I gave you the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> but I, I didn't really know what to think. I just thought you were wholesome. I thought you would be a little bit more wholesome. vanilla than me. And for me, the way I would describe myself at that point was— Short girl, short girl with long border, long border, EDM music, love to cook. We could not be more different, I think, in a lot of ways. Oh, yeah. But we have similar. But we're very, yeah, those things that she just described, I'm the full opposite. Contra music. (laughs) Uh, Ellipticals. (laughs) I don't know. You just. Ellipticals. You love the elliptical. (laughs) I do. I do. I do. Anyways. So I meet up with her. She gives me the cookies. And I could tell just by her body language, she was just thinking it would be a drop-off. But I had question after question after question. I just wanted to basically get down to the brass tacks of, how did you get this many followers? Your business looks like it's blowing up. Would you, like, get together with me and share, you know, information? So I I said no. No, you didn't. You didn't say no. I asked you a ton of questions. Yeah. (laughs) She was very accommodating. Denied. She was very accommodating. (laughs) She gave me a ton of information. And... I just was like kind of super happy because at that point I lived alone. It was during the Panini and it was just cool to get interaction with someone that was so successful in my mind. So we weren't, I don't think, you know, it wasn't fast friends. My gosh, I would say it's been a a slow burn in a positive way where I feel like our friendship is really solid and it's taken a while to get there. It wasn't like, you know, freshman year of college, you make friends in a day and then you're Mm -hmm. not friends next year. It's like a slow burn. Shelby at the time had another corporate job or worked at a corporate job. Mm-hmm. And so she was busy as crap. She was like baking through the night. Yeah. I worked all the time. Yeah. That's all I did. Yeah. But I loved that job. Like I didn't hate that job. Like you hated your job. I loved it. And I didn't want to quit. Like I was making good money, had benefits, like was able to do Mickey's on the side and also do that. But then it started to burn me out a little bit because I was yeah. baking like from like 6 to 2 a.m. usually yeah. and also my parents hated me they're like can we go to bed and I'm like no the mixer's running until one you know it was like yeah. that so yeah eventually it just got to be too much and I should have quit way before I did yeah um which I want to just say that I took I take partial responsibility for forcing you to quit. <laughs> I will say all my friends that had businesses really helped pull me out of it, but also I got a new boss who was like awful. I, I love they don't listen to the podcast. No, I loved everyone that worked there, like the founders, everything, but then I got a new boss. She got fired right after I left. Oh, yes, I do. Remember so her. no one cares. But yeah, she was awful and that's what really gave me the push cuz I was like and also a funny story is I wanted to say, I, I wanted to tell my kids and my grandkids that I quit my corporate job when I was 23. And so, so you did. I did it a week before my birthday. Wow. That's I why know, I, I did didn't it. Know you. See, Shelby's had her business for one year longer than me. She started when you were 21. Well, I started when I was in college. So like started, like I didn't really, it literally, I was only making stuff for my family and friends. Like I thought it was just a hobby. Like I didn't actually run it as a business Mm -hmm. until probably the next year. But I had my account and I was like growing it and stuff then. Yeah, Shelby started technically earlier than me. So I had a lot to learn from you. But I started, I was, I started full time before you. So I had quit my job a year prior to Shelby quitting her job. And when I started it, 
I was a full-time student. I worked at Spectrum, Spin, Miggies, and Kiva. Yeah, you're buck wild. (laughs) One of the things that my last corporate job taught me was that I am only human and I burned out. I burned out and it it took me months to recover. So when I met you, you were still in this like, well, you were, you were all gas, no brakes in life. And I love, I love that. I would say, tell me if I'm wrong here, but I have a, I think I, is the word striving for balance? Is that That's sound very like correct? Me? Okay, good. I didn't want to. She wanna, does yoga for like three hours a morning in I, her backyard. That's a dream, but I don't. I, you I used to. Oh, well, no. I'd, she would I'd invite like to, me over for like 5 a.m. yoga sessions in her yard. <laughs> she never came. No. Shocker. I don't get up at 5. I, so I'm a morning person for sure. Shelby's I'm in night, a night person. Night owl, yeah. And Shelby is like goes until she literally can't go anymore. And because of the experience I had in corporate world of never taking a break. And then it took me a month of literally watching TV and doing nothing else. Like I thought mm-hmm. it was broken. To feel better. Yeah. yeah so I'm so careful. And that's why I get eight to nine hours of sleep every night and mm-hmm. work out as much as I can throughout the week. So, yeah, that's a little bit about our origin story of how we became friends. But growing deeper, and this, again, is probably going to be another podcast, is like how do you build a strong strong friendships, communities out of nowhere, starting from scratch? I mean, a lot of people in their 20s are moving to new cities. Mm-hmm. They're starting new jobs. When so many people get their identity from their jobs and their co-workers mm-hmm. as business owners that work we had alone. None. We had none. We had no co-workers. And nothing. like for me, actually, that's an interesting question. What do you think is your biggest struggle with being a business owner? You put me on the spot. I know. Um, I mean, it could be even back then to now because of course it's changing all the time. But like, I just think for me, like my biggest struggle and why I almost gave up on my business after like six to eight months was just severe loneliness. And yeah. then I met you and you like, sparked a fire under my butt cheeks because I loved that you had the hustle. Had a lighter. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, I was never lonely because I lived in my parents' house. Like I had my family. If anything, I was overly stimulated. <laughs> um, so I lived with them and I grew up in Middleton where my business is. Like I have friends that I grew up with that were still here. Obviously, I didn't have coworkers once I quit my job, but like I was running out of my parents' house. Like I, I was always around people and I had friends from like college and high school that were still here. But I think for me, it was like, I didn't know how to run a business. Like, I don't know. I just started like, and yeah, I studied like economics and entrepreneurship in school. But I mean, what you learn in school versus like actually doing it is so different. Like, I think that was for me, like I didn't know what I didn't know. You know, and I still don't like I obviously know so much more and you learn so much from doing. But when you're just starting out and you have no idea how to run a business, how to file taxes, how to you have to teach yourself every little thing. And I think that was the hardest part, because now we have a community of like business owners that we can go to for anything. And we created that. Like, I give us props because yeah. we really did. Like, Oh, yeah. But at the time, it was like Google and crying to my mom mm-hmm. every day. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like, and, I don't know how to do this. Uh, yeah. And for me, I would listen to podcasts. I'd listen to shout out Guy Raz, how, how I built this podcast. Pull this book. <laughs> We've got his book right here. Yeah. If you're I watching. Did too. 
Woo, crisp. But yeah, if you're watching the video, you can see it. Otherwise, the How I Built This podcast is one of my it's favorites. It's great. Yeah, we, we love it. And they have a lot of, I mean, for different industries. So it's just like cool to hear their stories. Mm-hmm. So podcasts, books, and then eventually Shelby and I got really close because our businesses were so close in the time frame we started. Mm-hmm. So we did so much stuff together. And yeah, there's a, there's a lot of things that we could talk about. I mean, like, I think we'll spend a whole podcast episode talking about building a community, starting from scratch, feel, you know, surrounding yourself with like-minded people. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to go too deep in That's that. That's my favorite thing that I've done. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's personally and for running a business or expanding, like I want 20 businesses. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So you guys have that to look forward to. That'll be a good one. That will be a really good one because I think when, you know, in your mid twenties, when you graduated from college and you start to go different directions from all, for me, from a lot of my college friends, different cities, um, and then have something like the panini happen to really separate you guys, you kind of start from scratch. So that's a really mm-hmm. big one. And I know so many people struggle struggle with building a community. And we, we know that because so many people reach out to us being like, hey, I don't have a lot of friends in the area. Yeah. It's like, we've bitch. adopted a few of them. Yeah. <laughs> it's like me, me too. Like I, I know. So now that we've kind of done a bit of our intro, we did come up with some questions yesterday that I think are really good and we should answer a few of them. Yeah. So these are questions that we came up with. Eventually we'll do a Q&A where you guys can ask us your burning questions mm-hmm. about anything. But this is stuff that I think will give you. These guys, are a little bit deeper. Yeah. And give you an understanding of more like not about the concrete things we're doing, but who we are as people. Mm-hmm. So fire. fire I'll kick it off. I'll start with this one. What gets you up in the morning? Like what's your biggest drive? <sighs> Okay, well, this could probably change any day you ask me. But right now, I mean, I really like building my business. I'm such a dreamer where sometimes I even have to catch myself because I'm constantly dreaming of what my future can be. And the pursuit, not just like getting there. Like I wouldn't want to fast forward and or take a shortcut to any of those places, but I love getting up every day. I love my job every single day. I feel like there, are, I feel like, especially with being, you know, our friendship, I feel like the sky is the limit. Mm-hmm. And anything that we think about, we can at least go after or try and land on the moon, even if we don't hit the stars or whatever that saying is. I wouldn't say I spring out of bed every day because I do wake up kind of early. So it's always like, oh, it's kind of difficult. <laughs> but compared to when I was in the corporate setting, I felt almost paralyzed like getting out of bed was the hardest part of the day I would just stream tears as I got ready for my Mm -hmm. day so as a 20-something person that's into her career right now I would say my job in building a future that is sustainable a life that I don't have to take a vacation from that I enjoy the fun and the work in my life is what I'm going after right now Mm -hmm. so Shelby I mean, I'm like the same. Like I literally, I dream about Miggy's, but I literally dream about it. Like at night, I wake up like I did last night. (laughs) I wake up every night. I got to pee. I drink a lot of water before bed. So then I'm up and I'm like, okay. Typically, like I actually dream about something that's going on and it's all business related. That's good. But then I wake up and then I think about, okay, what am I doing tomorrow? And last night it was 6 a.m. I woke up and I was like, I went back to bed after this for a little bit, but I woke up and I was like, 
I'm, I'm so excited for our podcast. I was thinking about that. I have probably a new business idea every single day. And I would, it's nuts. I had a new business idea. And so I'm laying in bed. Oh, it's hard to fall back asleep because I'm just so, I want to get up and get started on it. But then I'm like, no, then tomorrow, like, I won't feel good if I just get up now. Yeah. But I'm just so like energized. And I feel one of my strengths is like coming up with ideas. You are. And executing them. You are. Even that if is, it's like that's writing, separates. you know, writing with expo on a board. Yeah. But like you just, I, you just have to start it. And if it's not yeah. good, it's not good. But who cares? Well, that's one of the things though, because there's the difference between being an idea person. Because everyone, you know, once a business gets big, people are like, oh, I had that idea first. But it's the executing. It's the just starting. It's the you know, I don't have everything together, but mm -hmm. I'm going to start anyway mentality. I think we're that, both really good at that, though. Well, it's taken a lot, um, a lot. I mean, if you if I had one of my journals from 2020, I literally wrote in bubble letters similar to that. And this isn't sponsored by Nike, huh, but I put like, just do it, like go after it, just start now. Mm -hmm. I had to literally write it down to tell myself because, again, I lived alone and I was only <laughs> listening to people on the Internet and books to tell me to motivate me. So like, mm -hmm. It's, it's something you almost have to push yourself to do. And I'm going to give everyone like an analogy or maybe it's a metaphor where imagine your your feet, your heels are in the ground and you're leaning back and you're like, oh, I really don't want to do this. But then there's two of you and the second one of you is behind you pushing you. Mm -hmm. That is how I felt probably for the whole first year of my business. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if I ever told you that, but I used to tell everyone that I knew in my life at that time, like I'm pushing myself every day to do this. Like, I really I don't want to do this. Yeah. yeah. I remember that. And that, that's like, it doesn't come easy, but it's a, it's like a muscle that you, you train, you train and you build the confidence to be okay to fail, which is something I read in one of my books at that time called the confidence code, mm -hmm. which is a plug for probably the most life-changing book I ever read as a woman, just on how to build mm -hmm. confidence to go after it. Yeah. And in, in, you know, your career specifically, we're a lot of men at this day and age can trample on you. <laughs> well, I have a story about that. Oh. I'm currently building out my bakery right now. So I'm 25, young girl. So I go, I'm working with men in construction, with men at the bank. Like everyone is a man pretty much besides Dana. Shout out. Um, <laughs> my banker. I love her. I got switched over because I didn't like the man I was working with um, because I was asked who's funding this? Is your dad doing it? Oh, I'm not oh. even kidding. And I said, um, no. And he's like, well, who's funding it? Like, I was just like, so like, Bruh. excuse me. And then he, I was like, no. And he's like, well, who's funding it? And I was like, me? This loan. <laughs> well, me too. Like, he's like, well, how do you have money yeah. to put into it? And I was like, me? Like, I've worked for a few years. Like, yeah. why do you think I worked four jobs? Like, yeah. Um, hello. And it's also why I lived at home because I knew I wanted to do it and I needed money. Um, and yeah, like that. And then the construction, it was like, well, who's in charge here? Oh, not a, not the one I'm working <laughs> with now, but a different one that I got a quote from. Oh, yeah. They were like, well, who's in charge? And I was like, me. And they're like, everyone, like every man is like, what? Wow. And I used to, I mean, I worked corporate, corporate, it was a startup. So like. I didn't really feel that like I knew it was there but I didn't really feel it because like everyone was so open and like I loved everyone I worked with and I kind of thought like it's a little bit outdated for that to yeah. kind of be like where we're still at no I've learned like that's a hundred percent 
alive. Yeah. And I hate it. Well, it's interesting you say that, though, because so our businesses are primarily dealing with women because, Mm -hmm. you know. For the most part. Yeah. yeah. Until now. I've dealt with a lot of men now. And and I I think the higher up you go in your business, you know, if you start multiple locations or I I don't know if people are surprised, but I kind of like it. Yeah. I love it, actually. Okay. Well, then (laughs) it can be a strength. It can be a strength and a weakness. I feel like it's a strength because it's part of our story. Mm -hmm. And people want to raise women up at, at this day and age. But, you know, when you're with people in traditional roles like bankers or construction, it is a lot of men. And for me, I went to school for information technology. So, like, it was me and a bunch of guys in class, which helped me shine. <laughs> I mean, I was one of 10 in 100 boys really? in econ. Oh, oh I forgot econ. she did that. She yeah. should have done marketing. Oh, I well, loved econ, though. I did. I loved school. Wow. I loved econ. It's my favorite Probably my favorite class I ever took. I liked micro. Yuck. Micro economics. You're giving me a stomachache. We can't keep talking about econ. (laughs) (laughs) But then when I went into like the last job I had, the software Mm -hmm. tech job implementation, it was me and nine guys on my team, which I liked. They called it the billing bros because we were in billing. And it was me and nine guys. And there were only a few subtle differences. uh, Well, subtle, not differences, but subtle things that happened that rubbed me the wrong way. Mm -hmm. But I... I felt like it was a strength. And then especially when I read the book, The Confidence Code, it gave me more confidence to be like, oh, well, some guys just walk in the room and act like they own it and they have no credentials. And it's like more of a mindset yeah. thing where women sometimes play small. Yeah. And we we can't obviously as business owners play small because our business can only get as big as we believe. We it make to. it. Yeah. 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 Cool. Definitely. So moving forward, we're kind of wrapping up this episode We'll save the rest of our questions for later because I've got a list here. Yeah, we do. But we could talk for hours. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I would love to listen to our podcast. Yeah. Shelby, why should people listen to our podcast besides that you would like to listen to? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think everyone, everyone should listen to our podcast (laughs) because I feel like we're really good at helping people Get out of their comfort zone. Get out of their head. Get out of their head to and do get something out of that box. they've wanted to do. You know, like you don't need everything lined up. Like a lot of people think that and you really don't. You need an idea and maybe $5. Like, I okay, and I don't Instagram. know. Instagram. We're in the age of Instagram, Instagram. So that's free right now. And a TikTok? Well, Shelby's Gen Z. So she <laughs> I'm both. 1997. You're one year older. I am older. 1996, you act but like it's 40 years older than me. I am more. Shelby and I talked about this Therese, a lot. like knits. No. Immediately cooks no. the turkey. I do cook the turkey. Uh-huh. And I've been doing that for a while and I'm not that good at it. People just don't want to take on the turkey and I, I hit, you know, the hard task head on. Uh-huh. But Shelby is really good at TikTok and Instagram. I'm not good at TikTok. But the, Shelby attempts. I'm to, working on it. I think she's great. She's good at all those things. So, and then me, a year older and a different generation, millennial. She has back pain. I, I do not because I go to our chiropractor 360 wellness. <laughs> but I just feel, I, you can see some of our differences, in my opinion, even though we're semi in the same generation. Mm-hmm. But your wing is Z. A little flappy. No, it's Z and I'm millennial. Like you're, you're talking about wings. Like you're, you know... 
What's that thing where it's like you're a seven wing three? Like anagrams or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Your wing those. is a Gen Z. I literally don't know what that means. Well, just know that your wing is a Gen Z. Okay. And I'm a millennial. Okay. But anyways, so yeah, we've got a lot that we can touch on in this podcast. We're also looking forward to having some fun guests. and interesting, insightful guests on yeah. to hit on some of the topics that we're still learning and excited about. Uh-huh. Sharing what we've learned. And also bringing on people that know more than us because we don't know everything. Every, we don't so know shocker. <laughs> so I think that will be really fun and just having fun together. Yeah, that's another thing is we also flop a lot. Like on the outside, you know, it could look like we're trending In up. fact, yesterday, Therese. <laughs> I can't even think of what you're going to say right now. I don't know. Exactly nothing. <laughs> nothing. We flop so fast, but we get up pretty quickly because we flop so often that it's... It takes me about a day. Yeah, I mean, usually. it depends. It could take me a minute to probably a week to get over something, depending on how big it is. Mm -hmm. But we have been able to say screw it so many times and just keep going. And it's that persistence that also helps. So yeah, we have so much, you guys. Imagine a cake, a Miggy's Bakes cake. We've taken one bite today. And a tricky no. food charcuterie no, no, board. No, no, no. We licked the frosting. <laughs> we licked that frosting. Yes. And if this was a tricky food charcuterie board, you would just be wafting it right now. Like, that's all this is. So you are weird with that. What? With waft. Wafting? It's one of my Isn't powers. it wafting? I think it's waft. Screw it. Yesterday, we got coffee and I got a flavor of coffee that she didn't have. And she's like, can I waft that? And I was like, what? It's a blessing and a curse. I can and smell she came over. a lot. And smelled it. And she was like, yeah, that's good. Like, what? <laughs> I can, Basically, if someone doesn't change their socks, I can smell it. And that's when we're you standing do, up. You do. You do. You so, have a nose of like a... A hound. <laughs> <laughs> it's my whole family. We're like little tiny rats. And don't get into it. I had pet rats. We're going to leave it there. Until okay. next time. <laughs> okay, okay. Shelby has rat dogs. <laughs> you want to talk about that? You want to you you want to talk about that because we will. Well, I think Shelby. I think we should spend an episode talking. I will go about, to war for those dogs. <laughs> I think we should spend an episode digging into more background about our businesses. I thought you were going to say about our pet. No, well, our pet, your pet history is a big part of your business. Yeah. So I think we could spend a whole episode going into that because that's a whole topic. Mm -hmm. <laughs> So that is everything for episode one of the Screw It, Let's Do This podcast. If you're looking forward to the next one, like we are, you can subscribe on any place that you listen to podcasts and give us a five-star review if you're so inclined. We love you. Thank you so much. <laughs> you can also, Shelby, where can they find you? You can find me at Miggy's Bakes at Events by Miggy's. And you can find me at Tricky Foods on Instagram only right now. But you can find the Screw It, Let's Do This podcast on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, TikTok all the podcast places, place. and find us, follow us. It'll be yeah. fun. You won't regret it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hopefully not. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you everyone for tuning in and have a fun day. Have a fun day. <laughs> have a great day. Have a great day. And dab one more time. <laughs> We're out. <laughs> we out. Bye.